Coming up next on OWC Radio, Zach Arnold, editor and fitness guru. Optimize yourself. It's time for OWC Radio. Tech Talk with Creatives. Conversations with host Serena Catania. Zach, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well and super excited and pumped up. And now I've, I've got a high bar to jump <laughs> over because if you just finish with Maxim, boy, do I have to just <laughs> knock it out of the park to make this worth it. So I'm super oh, excited. Oh, no, you are you are awesome. You know, we haven't talked in a long time. I think you were actually, I think, you know, because NAB wasn't going on and a lot of us weren't meeting in person. We haven't seen each other in a while. But for all you guys in the audience, I first met Zach many years ago. He is very well known in our industry as an editor. He worked on, and you can add more to this, Glee and Burn Notice and Empire and Cobra Kai. And he's worked nonstop. He continues to this day editing and working on films and projects. But... The one thing I wanted him to talk to you about is his venture that he started a few years ago called Optimize Yourself. And and I'm going to turn it over to you, Zach, to talk about why you started that and how important it is for all of us to maintain our outlook on life, to maintain our outlook on work, to forget about these 100-hour work weeks and still get the same amount of things done without killing yourself, if you can. And um, anyway, so Zach, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to yeah, have you I'm, here. Yeah, I'm super excited and uh, glad for everybody that's here today. Um, I don't know if this is technically a career day or a jobs fair, but let me just say that when I did this kind of stuff when I was in high school, it was the local insurance salesman, and it was the person that ran the credit union, and it was the guy from the local feed store. <laughs> so I never had the opportunity when I was your age to talk to somebody actually working in the industry doing what I wanted to be doing. So uh, I'm very, very glad to have that opportunity. Only wish that I would have had the same thing when I was growing up. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I'm obviously more than happy to talk about the craft, to talk about having worked on shows like Cobra Kai or Burn Notice or anything else. Uh, but really what I think uh, where my specialty lies and is the difference between talking to most other editors about how can I do this work in the entertainment industry sustainably. So what I do now with my Optimize Yourself program is I work with other creative professionals that are working in the industry, most of whom are editors, some are assistant editors, some are writers, directors, producers, but all of them come to me and they say, the job is way harder than I ever expected and it takes so much of my life and so much of my energy and it's hard to do this and manage a family and I'm just kind of burned out, can you help me? And in high school, the concept of burnout, you've probably heard it, but it may not be something that you've experienced yet because when you're in high school and when you're in college, you think you're a machine and you can work 24 seven and sleep doesn't apply to you. And in a way you're kind of sort of right. I made all the same mistakes, but at a certain point you realize that if you want to be the best creative person that you can, you have to actually start prioritizing your health and your well-being because you aren't a machine and the quality of your output is going to degrade the more hours that you work and the less boundaries that you set and the more that you allow people to take advantage of you. So we'll, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of this, but I'm actually just gonna, gonna bury the, the best advice that I usually give at the very end. Whenever um, I do a talk for high school students and somebody says, what, what's the best advice that you can give to the people listening today? I'm gonna start with that. And the best advice, if you want to be successful in entertainment, has nothing to do with Avid or Premiere or Final Draft or scripts or anything else. It's the following. Learn how to set boundaries at an early age. 
because the earlier you set boundaries on yourself, the better you're going to be at your creative craft and the more longevity you're going to have rather than you're a star for two years or three years or five years and you fizzle out. If you really want to create great work, it's going to take you decades to really build a body of work that you're proud of. And that, take, that takes a lot more than just a workaholic work ethic and doing 24-7, 90-hour weeks, 100-hour weeks. So I'm starting the process with talking about that. And it kind of comes from the fact that I made all the same mistakes that everybody else does. I did not figure this out when I was in high school, nor did I figure it out in college. I also was an absolute machine and a workhorse. I literally got the nickname Workhorse because I would just plow through no matter what. And when I got one of my first big opportunities editing a feature film for uh, what's now Searchlight, but was Fox Searchlight back in the day, um, I was working pretty much 24 seven minus about maybe five, six hours of sleep at best per night from give or take about eight or 9 a.m. until 1 a.m. months at a time with no breaks uh, and hit a, a really, really challenging and difficult point of both burnout, but also very, very poor mental health and uh, dealing with some pretty serious depression. And I realized at that early age, I was only about 25 at the time, that in order for me to be better at what I do, I had to stop treating myself like I was just this crappy third-rate rental car and I had to treat myself like I was a Ferrari and a high performance machine. And that mindset shift is essentially the reason that I built my career the way that I have. It's not because I've just endlessly worked and tirelessly sacrificed. It's because I've prioritized my health and my well-being and been very specific about the people that I work with and the shows that I work on such that they energize me and I get to do better work rather than they're constantly burning me out and taking advantage of me. So there, I gave you all the best advice that I have. It only took me about seven minutes. Done. It was nice to talk to you guys. Best of luck. You um, amaze me because you decided to do this and then you are off and running and you're doing Spartan races and you were on, what's the one? Actually, Keontae's story was... Uh, I can't American think of, Ninja Warrior? Yes, American Ninja Warrior. You and Keontae, I think we're on the same episode. Keontae, by the way, for you guys, is uh, the subject of one of the feature-length documentaries I'm, I'm mm. doing. But I watched you in all of those, Zach, and you became literally like almost a couch potato the way we all are right when oh, we beyond a couch eight. potato i was jealous of couch potatoes <laughs> and then all of a sudden now you are just like amazing and great shape and and uh loving life and have all this energy so tell us about that transformation yeah, so it, uh, if I were to say to everybody, you know, the 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 secrets to my success and the secret to yours is you must become an American Ninja Warrior, is that practical for everybody? Probably not. Um, but what I did was a very long, arduous series of small steps to get to that point. So where this specific journey begins, which can be applied to just about anybody's journey, is that, like you said, couch potato at best. Um, I'd been through a really, really difficult year uh, career-wise, personal-wise, uh, and essentially uh, back in the year 2017, I've always called that my lost year. Other mm -hmm. than barely showing up for work to get a paycheck for only a few months that year, because most of the year I had to be unemployed because I wasn't really capable of working because of burnout, I wasn't working for long stretches of time basically because my mental health was really bad and I was burned out. Um, and I got to the point where I gained a significant amount of weight and essentially the number one recreational activity that I had was watching television with a giant bowl of popcorn on my stomach with a bunch of Oreos inside the popcorn. So it doesn't necessarily sound like a dead ringer for somebody that would become an American Ninja Warrior. But one of the things that I became obsessed with when I was 
drastically overweight, really out of shape. I was literally in the position where if I got up off the couch wrong, I threw my back out and I'd have to go to the chiropractor. That's where I was as far as my health. But my kids started becoming obsessed with American Ninja Warrior. So we were watching all the seasons together. And as I'm sitting there on the couch, overweight, barely able to get up, bowl of popcorn, Oreos inside, I said, I'm going to do that. I could totally do that. But I knew I couldn't do it now. But making that decision and setting a large, difficult goal completely changed the trajectory of my entire life. So it's not about everybody becomes an American Ninja Warrior, but when you set a goal, don't sell yourself short. Don't ever say, ah, I could never do that or that's not for me. Pick something that scares you. It's what I call setting a stupid goal. In the corporate world, everybody's going to tell you, you need to set SMART goals. They are specific and measurable, and they are going to help you achieve your quarterly results. They're great, but they're also to set a stupid goal that's out there. And because of that, it's going to force you to do all these uncomfortable, scary things that totally change your life. So when I decided to set that goal, I had no idea how to start, but I knew that I needed to do something. So I wasn't swinging from ropes and doing 10 foot laches from bars. I was taking one 15 minute walk around my block a day. That was it because that was hard at the time and I was winded. I remember at one point and I have a, a little bit of hill in my neighborhood. I got near the top and I had to stop and I put my hands on my knees. I'm like, I'm really going to be this American Ninja Warrior thing if I can't walk up a slight incline and I'm exhausted, but I knew that's where I was. So I said, tomorrow, Let's go a little bit faster up the same hill and see if I don't have to stop. All right, I was able to do without stopping. Now maybe I can do two laps. So what happens with people so often, it doesn't matter what age they are, they set really realistic, simple goals because they don't want to stretch themselves and they don't want to get uncomfortable because when you set a really big goal, everything seems really, really hard unless you break it down into tiny pieces. So if somebody's thinking now, I want to be the next great American screenwriter or director, it's not going to happen in college. It's not going to happen out of college. But if you can learn how to take this really big, scary goal and break it into small pieces to the point where you're like, this thing that I need to do tomorrow from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., I can totally do that. I don't know about the next day. That looks like it could be hard. But if you just focus on the next doable thing and string them together over and over and over and over, you can ascend almost any goal that you want to achieve. You are so right on with that. I have a lot of people ask me, how did you get to where you are? And they might be surprised because a lot of the times I just pause and I don't quite know what to say because there's so many tiny little things that happened over all those years to, to get me to where I wanted to be and then beyond that. And I love your idea of setting a crazy goal. That's awesome. And I would say that if you were to take almost anybody's, not everybody's, but almost anybody's response to what you just said, somebody's like, well, you know, Serena, tell me, how did you become so successful? Everyone's story is going to be different, different paths. It's going to be a different timeline. But almost every single time, if you were to boil down their success to one word, it's the following consistency. I bet you yeah. are consistently taking those actions over and over and over. My guess is without knowing your story, you probably failed along the way many times. You Absolutely. made some bad decisions, but you never said, well, this isn't for me. I'm not cut out for this thing. You're like, all right, I failed. I have to learn from it and I have to move forwards and take consistent action. So my secret weapon my entire career is I am more consistent and I'm willing to fail more than everybody else. That's the only reason I've gotten where I am. That's awesome. Well, I imagine that sitting in the audience, a lot of you are thinking about where am I going to go to college? 
What do I want to do for my career? When you have a hard time figuring out what that decision is going to be, what advice can you give them about how to kind of figure all that out? Sure. So obviously, everybody's situation is going to be unique and different. And I don't know what your parents are telling you you should be doing versus the things that you want to be doing. But I think that one of the, the biggest traps that uh, high schools, high schoolers and especially college students, usually around the, the sophomore year, they all make the same mistake. Crap. I have to choose what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I have to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. Spoiler alert. I'm now 42 years old. I'm still figuring this out. So what I don't want you to do is ask the question, what am I doing with my life? Ask the question instead, what am I doing with my life next? What is it that I am really passionate about that I want to learn more about? That's something to pursue. Obviously, there has to be some level of practicality because if you say, I am absolutely passionate about 16th century French poetry, your parents are going to be thinking, ooh. What's going to happen when they get out of school and how do they turn that into something? They're both right and wrong. Number one, there are people that make a career out of that. Probability is relatively slim. If it's something you're absolutely passionate about, it fulfills you creatively every single day. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. But if you're like, nah, I like French poetry. But if that's the case, then find something else that you might like that's a little bit more practical, but still in your wheelhouse and going to creatively fulfill you. Um, because I've essentially built an entire business on helping people transform their careers because they did what they were supposed to coming out of college and they're absolutely unfulfilled and burned out and miserable. So be careful at a very early age to choose things that are fulfilling, even if it might not be the biggest passion in the world. Don't just choose something as you're supposed to because it's secure, because I all but guarantee that if you don't also love the process and showing up to do it every day, it will burn you out. Absolutely. So uh, we have a, just a few more minutes. We have about 10 more minutes. Can mm -hmm. you talk about Optimize Yourself and what that is and how we can find out more about it? I'd sure. like to know a little bit more about that journey. Absolutely. So uh, started as a hiking group of 12 people that I called Fitness in Post because it was fun and it was kitschy. Uh, then we turned it into a podcast talking about our journeys together. And that just took off like wildfire in the post-production community. Never saw any of that coming. Uh, and I realized very, very quickly that uh, there was an opportunity here to help people uh, design better lifestyles, but it was just about fitness at the time. And I wanted to really turn it into something that was more all-encompassing, which is why it became Optimize Yourself. But the short version is that I provide coaching services, I provide online courses, I provide online workshops to help creative professionals design a career that they love, but without having to sacrifice their health, their relationships, or their sanity in the process. Those are three very key components of what I do. I'm not just going to make you successful. You're going to do it, but you're going to have to love it too. Oh, gosh darn it. <laughs> oh, darn, I have to love it, too. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just no fun, right? Because what I see happen much is people love writing or they love editing or they love cinematography. And then once it becomes their job and they work within the confines of the hours and the expectations of the industry, that passion is stolen from them. And they have a lot of resentment for the industry. How dare you take the thing I love the most and you take away that passion, which is why you have to be so protective and have boundaries. It is possible to do what you love and get paid for it, but it takes a lot more work than people think. So I, I help people rekindle that passion that they may have lost and build better boundaries and better systems. So like uh, I've talked about before, it's not just about who can work the hardest. Those days are over. 
because everybody's working as hard as they can and we've all hit a wall. So who can work smarter? Those are the people that are going to get ahead in this new economy. So if you can work smarter and more effectively with your time and more effectively effectively with your focus, those are the people that are going to move ahead and climb the ladder the fastest. I absolutely agree. So the people in the audience, the young people here, the high schoolers who have registered, this is a two-week intensive film working a workshop. Mm. And they've been working with Mr. Douglas, their their media educator, and I believe one of the best in the country, and the actor Vince Vaughn, and a team that they put together, and they developed a script, and they wrote a script, which uh, Mr. Douglas was just telling us a moment ago, I don't know if it was with Maxim or with you, that it went from 45 pages down to about 30 pages, and they're wow. going to start shooting that this afternoon. So they have, uh, what, a week and a half, uh, almost, not quite two weeks, to to shoot everything, then they're going to go immediately into editing. So I would imagine, and you guys feel free to step up and ask some questions, but I would imagine that some of you are thinking, oh my gosh, can we do this? What advice can you give to them about their specific production that they can take into their day later on today and throughout the week and keep them going? Mm, I love it. Not only is it going to help them today or throughout the week, it is going to help them for the rest of their career. So the first answer to the question of can it be done, yes, it can be done. Many people have done it before. I've done it in 48 hours. I've been in 48-hour film festivals where Friday night you have no idea what you're doing. Sunday afternoon you have a festival screening and everybody's projects are finished. Here's the difference whether you're doing it in 48 hours or a week and a half or over the course of 18 months. Do not pursue perfect at the expense of good enough. I see this over and over in creative people that use perfectionism as an excuse for never completing anything. So in addition to learning the process and learning it very quickly, you're learning how to complete something. That's a very valuable skill that a lot of creative people don't possess because they think, oh, it's not ready or it's not perfect enough or I need to keep working on this thing. And that ultimately stems from a fear of I don't want to put my ideas in front of other people. So the difference between you getting it done and not getting it done is going to be, this scene's really good. I don't know. We should really do this, this, or that before. No, you know what? It's good enough. Let's cut the next scene. All right, this scene's good enough. Cut the next scene. The sooner you get to a crappy first draft, the sooner you're going to get to a better second draft. But if you live in the world of perfectionism, you become one of those people that has the habit of never finishing anything. So it sounds like this workshop is an amazing exercise. And just get it done, get it done well, but finish it which, by the way, most people in this industry never do. So if you have something finished and in your hands, that is very, very tangible and a useful skill that you can use the rest of your career. Absolutely. And I've seen the script. I think it's going to be really wonderful. You guys are going to have a good time working on it. Can we jump in with a question real quick, Serena? Awesome. All right. Yeah, hi, I'm Lachlan, and these are like random, well, not random questions, but like they don't have something to do with what we were just talking about. Uh, Bring it. First one, how long does it typically take to edit a Cobra Kai episode? Ooh, that's a really good question. And unfortunately, the answer is it depends. Um, but it takes a while. And the reason that it takes longer on our show than others is that we don't work on it episode by episode. We essentially shoot all 10 episodes. And during production, while they're shooting them, we're putting together the episodes. But ultimately, we kind of cut it like it's a five-hour feature film. 
that has little breaks. So it's not until the very, very end of the, our uh, production schedule that we just start locking them one after another, after another, after another. But if I were to quantify it, if I were to just work in a vacuum on only one episode, I would say it's probably six to eight weeks full-time editing to get it from raw dailies to having a, a picture lock, which is very different from having the sound mixed and the color correction done and all the other stuff that happens in post-production. Just editing, probably six to eight full weeks per episode. Um, another thing, what was your favorite thing ever, like, to edit? To edit uh, in my whole career or for Cobra Kai? Um, in your whole career. Uh, my favorite thing to ever edit in my career is actually the opening of episode 501 of Burn Notice. And I'm going to tell you why. Because most people, I would say, um, in this group probably have never even heard of Burn Notice. Uh, but if you go to the ep opening of episode 501 and it's on Netflix, it's essentially a 90-second montage that's a recap of here's what happened the last six months between the end of season four and the beginning of season five. Which sounds fun. But here's the thing. It wasn't scripted. So they shot the entire season premiere and they saw the opening of the season premiere and they said, we don't like this as the opening of our show. So the showrunner and creator said, I want to build something that's kind of a recap for the last six months. And he sent me an email with this giant paragraph of voiceover. And I said, this sounds great. When are you guys going to shoot this? He's like, we don't have the time or the budget to shoot anything. You just need to cut something. I'm like, it's a 90 second montage. Figure it out. So I spent a week and a half going through all of the raw dailies of the first four seasons of the show. Each episode was 42 minutes long and there were 18 episodes a season, so do the math. I literally had my assistants going through boxes of DV cam tapes, popping in tapes, watching raw footage, and I assembled this entire montage based on footage that wasn't used in the final show. Oh my God. So that's my favorite thing I've ever cut to this day. And last question. Um, sorry. Um, what was the longest thing that like took you to edit? Like, I've... you're talking about as far as my time or the longest thing on screen? Like, like what? What project took the longest time to edit? Uh, the longest project was actually one of my very first feature films that I did. That I think from the time I was hired until the, my last day was like 18 months. It was a long project. There were some breaks in between. It was a lower budget project, so they'd run out of money and I'd have a few weeks off and then I would start again. But it was about 18 months that I was on a film. That's, that's pretty uncommon unless you're working on like The Avengers. If you're working on a really big movie, you might do it for a year and a half for Avatar. Most movies are going to be about six-ish months and the same thing for TV. Wow. Do you know the studio, uh, we cut Rain Man in one month from start to finish. No kidding. Yep. Start to wow. finish. I have that post schedule. I'll share it with you. It's pretty That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's intense. Pretty amazing. Oh, Zach, you are amazing. You are intense. Can you guys tell that he has just a dedication to anything he does? And I think that's why you've been so successful, and that's why you're helping so many other people. Well, thank I really you. I appreciate, appreciate that. coming on. Well, it's, it's been awesome. Zach, can you please tell us where we can go to learn more about you and more yep. about Optimize Yourself? Very simple. Optimizeyourself.me. Optimizeyourself.me. You'll learn my story, all the resources that I have, guides, articles, about 200 plus uh, podcasts with industry experts talking about their journeys, tons and tons of free resources to get you started.
Yeah, it's an awesome site. I really encourage all of you to do that. And Zach, thank you. I know you were really busy today and you fit this in between other things. So thank you. We're watching you and yep. we're going to go optimize ourselves. <laughs> uh, I love to hear it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. <laughs> okay, bye. All right, take care. Good luck. OWC Radio is sponsored by Otherworld Computing, delivering perfectly tailored workflow solutions for every tech user with trusted storage, connectivity, software, and expansion products, and 24-7 U.S.-based technical support. OWC believes in making a better world where technology inspires imagination and everything is possible. Find your solution at maxsales.com.